Hey guys, it's Heaven from Just a Grown True Crime, and today I'm going to be telling you about this app called Anchor. It helped me start my podcast, and it can help you start yours. Anchor is a free app that lets you use it from your phone or your computer. So if you want to do it on the go, and you want to just record, you can record one. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more to get your own podcast out there. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you want in just one podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I did. What are you waiting for? Hey guys, what's up? It's Heaven from Just a Grown True Crime. Sorry, I have not uploaded a lot. Um, The case I did really fucked me up guys like i can't um so this morning we're going to be talking about the casey anthony case and i kind of just went like down in a rabbit hole and tried to get as much information as i could from it um i'm pretty sure everybody's heard about this case and if you haven't i don't know how because there's a huge news story, but I just want to hop into it and get this up for you guys, and then we'll talk after. Alright, so she's also known, like, you know, as the most hated woman in America. So Casey was born on March 19th in 1986 in Warren, Ohio. Her parents are Cindy and George Anthony. Her father worked um, in law enforcement. She also had another sibling as well. I think she had a brother. And I'll mention him when stuff she says stuff happened. Um, while she was in school, she actually excelled in both sports and academics. Math was her favorite subject. And she played volleyball, volleyball soccer, and ran track. She was liked by school teachers, principals, and peers. Um, Casey won Citizenships Awards and won Junior Achievement Awards. Casey was also a tomboy who loved photography. I'm sorry, it's like almost 2 in the morning and I'm doing this. Um, She told a Dr. Wetz, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, that taking photos had always been a a passion since she was a child. But, unfortunately, you know how, like, she was good in school. Um, when she got in high school, I guess things just went downhill, and she was actually branded a liar. She even dubbed her parents into believing she was eligible to graduate when she really wasn't. At the age of 19, she lied to her parents once again, saying she was a virgin, but she was actually pregnant. Um, she decided to come clean and told her parents that she was pregnant because her stomach started to bulge out and got like formed the round so you can't really hide that um she pointed to many men of like who the father was but she never actually named who the father was casey wanted to give her daughter up for adoption but her mom, Cindy, Cindy actually refused that idea, which, I mean, I 
I get, like, I'm for adoption if you can't financially take care of the child and you want to give them a better life because if you were so young. But, you know, some people are just like, no, you decided to lay down in bed with some man and you didn't want to have safe sex. So now you need to suffer, not suffer, now you need to, like, um, take responsibility and everything and raise the baby. In 2005, Kaylee Marie Anthony was born. Her fiance, Jesse Grund, acted as Kaylee's father. And Casey and Kaylee lived with Sydney and George. But eventually, Casey took Kaylee and left her parents' home after her and her mom got into a dispute. When Cindy would ask, Oh, where's my granddaughter? Casey would always claim she was too busy with a work assignment in Tampa, Florida. And other times, Casey would just say she was with her nanny, who Casey identified as Zenade Fernandez-Gonzalez. That's what she said her name was. But she was known to Casey as Zanny the Nanny, which is a weird name for a nanny. Wouldn't that just, like, show red flags, Zanny the nanny? I, I don't think I'd be comfortable letting my kids go to someone like that. But okay. But actually, this person is an actual real person, which is crazy. Um, She always talked like Casey would always tell her, like, family about them. But they actually never saw Casey's nanny. And Casey's nanny for Kaylee actually said she didn't even know who they were or she never not or and she never babysat Kaylee so that was weird um since her family and friends didn't see the nanny they actually just believed that there was never a nanny like no you don't have a nanny for her um, they eventually learned that Casey's, we're probably gonna jump around because this was very hard, like I had to find like different articles, so I apologize, just stay with me. They eventually learned that Casey's car had been towed and it was in a tow yard. Her dad, George, An George Anthony, I don't know why I put his last name, um, went to go recover the car and both he and the yard attendant had noted a strong smell coming from the trunk. Both later stated that they believed the odor to be a decomposing body. When they opened the trunk, it only contained of a bag of trash. Um, eventually, Cindy got tired of it and said, you know what, now. She reported Kaylee missing the same day that they found the car on July 15th to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. During the same telephone call, Casey confirmed to the 911 operator that Kaylee, get ready for this, had been missing for 31 days. Say, just let that sink in. Say what? Your daughter's been missing for 31 days. A month. And you just now wanted to report her to the police? No. Suspicious? I think so. I mean, how could you not report her sooner? 
Um, sounding distraught, Cindy said that there was something wrong to the operator. They went on to say they found their daughter's car, and it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. When Detective Yuri Melchin, Melch of the Orange County Sheriff's Department began investigating Kaylee's disappearance, he found many discrepancies in um, Casey's signed statements, like with the nanny. Um, Casey also told the police that she worked at Universal Studios. Let me flip the page. Um, and she also had been telling her parents that as well, that she was working there for years. So what did investigators decide to do? They were like, okay, we'll see if she's telling the truth. We'll see, we'll see what's going on with her. So they actually brought her to the Universal Studios on July 16, 2008, after Kaylee was reported missing. Um, and they asked her, you know, well, since you work here, just let me see your office. J just show me around. Um, Casey then led the police around for a while before admitting that she was actually fired there years before. Casey was arrested July 16th in 2008, the following, that same day, and charged with, um, giving false statements to law enforcement, child neglect, and obstruction of a criminal investigation. The judge event actually denied bail, saying that Casey had shown wo woeful disregard for the welfare of her child. But on July 22nd, after a bond hearing, the judge set bail at $500,000. And then on August 21st, one month after incarceration, she was released from the Orange County Jail after her $500,000 bond was posted by her nephew um, in California. A bails bondman named Leonard Padilla, Padilla in hopes that she would cooperate and Kaylee would actually be found. Um, so we're just going to go back into like August. Oh, well, actually, no, we're still in August. Um, so, August, I, they said it was three dates, August 11th, 12th, and 13th, but I could only find, like, two dates with this person. Um, in 2008, like I said, of August, a meter reader, I would love, I don't know why, it just sounds, if someone be like, and I did this, and someone be like, well, what do you do? I'd be like, I'm a meter reader. That just rolls off your tongue so smoothly. Um, his name was... His name was Roy Kronk, called police about a suspicious object they object found in the for forest area near the Anthony residence. So the first instant, he was directed by the sheriff's office to call the tip line, which he did, and he actually never received no returning of call. Like, they never called him back. The second instant... He called the sheriff's office and was eventually met up by two police officers and reported to them that he had seen what appeared to be a skull 
near a gray bag. And on that occasion, the officers conducted a short search and stated he did not see anything. And then when I was reading, it then jumped to December 11th for some reason. That's why I said, like, I didn't find August 13th. But he calls again on December 11th and everything. When the police came, they searched and found the remains of a child in a trash bag. Um, investigations te investigating teams recovered duct tape, which was hanging from her hair, from hair attached to the skull, and some tissue was left on the skull. Over the next few days, more bones were found in the wooded area near the near the spot the remains were initially discovered on december 19 2008 a medical examiner named jan garville garvilla i definitely butchered that confirmed that the remains were of kate kaylee anthony i mean just that poor baby the death was ruled a homicide, and the, and the cause of death listed was undetermined. Um, and now we're just going to hop back to July real quick. I know it's confusing, but stay with me, I promise. Casey was offered a limited immunity deal on July 29th in 2008 by prosecutors. Related to the false statements given to law enforcement about locating her child, which was renewed on August 25th, and it was to expire on August 28th, but she didn't take it. Okay, so that's what I found on that. So now we're going to jump to September. So on September 5th in 2008, she was released again on bail on all pending charges after being fitted with an electronic tracking device and then I found her $500,000 bond was posted by her parents Cindy and George who signed a promissory note for the bond. On October 14, 2008, Casey was indicted by a grand jury on charges of first-degree murder aggravated child abuse, aggravated manslaughter of a child, and four counts of providing false information to the police. Um, so she was later arrested, obviously, because of that. On October 21st, 2008, the charges of child neglect were dropped against Casey. According to the state's attorney's office, because the evidence proved that the child was actually deceased. And the state sought an indictment on the legally appropriate charges. Um, moving on to October 28th, Anthony was arraigned and she pleaded not guilty on all charges. And then we hop into 2009 of April 13th. The prosecutors announced that they plan to seek the death penalty for the case. 
so before I we want before I hop into the trial, I want to talk about I'm going to talk about all the evidence the prosecution actually had against Casey. Just crazy. I think it's like two pages. I think it's like a page and a half itself. So 400 pieces of evidence were actually presented. And that's a lot of freaking evidence. A strand of hair was recovered from the trunk of Casey's car. Which was micro microscope i'm just saying micro i'm tired and i big words i have trouble similar to hair taken from kaylee's hairbrush the strand showed a root banding in which hair roots from a dark band after death which was consist consistent with the hair of the dead body so the hairs basically matched Kronk the meter reader who discovered the remains basically repeated the same story that he told police before like what happened this is what he found on October 24th 2008 a forensic report by Arpad Vass of the Oak Ridge National Laboratory, judge of the results from an air sampling procedure called LIBS performed in the trunk of Casey's car showed chemical compounds consisted with decompositional event base from a chemical compounds out of over 400 possible chemical compounds that vast researched research group considered typical decomp. Investigators stated that the trunk strongly smelled of human decomposition, but the human decomp was not specified on the laboratory scale. The process has been affirmed by a Debert test in courts vass's group also stated there was chloroform in the trunk of the car in october 2009 officials also released 700 pages of documents related to the anthony investigation including records of google searches of the terms neck breaking and how to make chloroform i'm not gonna lie to you guys I didn't know you could Google how to make chloroform. I've never done it. I don't want to plan to do it either. But I didn't know you could Google it. But I mean, I guess it makes sense. But it, I, I don't know. I never knew it. They say you learn something new every day. Boom. And it was on a computer accessible to Casey. Presented by the prosecutors as evidence of a crime... According to the detectives, the detectives' crime scene, evidence included residue of a heart-shaped sticker found on, found on duct tape, found on the, found over the mouth of Kaylee's skull. I don't know why I, like, pause there. 
but the lab was not actually able to capture the heart shape photographically after some of the duct tape was subjected to a dye testing. They also found a blanket at the crime scene which matched Caden's, not Caden's, that's my, I'm sorry, that's my youngest son, that matched Kaylee's bedding at her grandparents' home. Among photos entered into evidence was one from a computer of Ricardo Mor Morel's, an ex-boyfriend of Casey's, um, ex-boyfriend of Casey's, and it showed a man leaning over a woman with a rag captioned, win her over with chloroform. If that's not sketchy, guys, I don't know what is, honestly, because that's crazy. They also found Casey had conducted extensive searches on the word chloroform 84 times and excuse me to suggest that Casey had plans to actually commit murder but they later discovered that the flow in the software misread the word chloroform and actually it had only been searched one time the lead prosecutor on the case was Assistant State Attorney Linda Drank Burdick, Assistant State Attorney Attorneys Frank George and Jeff Ashton, and they completed the prosecution team. The lead counsel for the defense was Jose Baz. Bars? Something like that. I'm going to prefer, refer to him as Jose, a Florida criminal defense attorney. Um, they also had attorneys J. Chancy Mason, Dorothy Clay Sims, and Ann Finnell, and they served as co-counsel. During the trial, Mark Lipman, Lipman represented George and, Anth George and Sidney Anthony. Um, jury selection began on May 9th in 2011 at the Pinellas County Criminal Justice Center in Clearwater, Florida because the case had already been widely reported in the, the Orlando area. So jurors were brought from Pinellas um, to Orlando, but jury selection actually took longer than expected and it actually ended on may 20th in 2011 so i don't know how long jury selection is supposed to last i well i thought it was like a day or two but with this it just took longer with 12 jurors and five alternate jurors began they would be beginning to be sworn in the panel consisted of nine women and eight men The trial took six weeks, during which time the jury was sequestered to avoid influence from info available outside the courtroom. The trial eventually began on May 24th in 2011 at the Orange County Courthouse with Judge Belvin Perry presiding. So that was the evidence they had on her. In opening statements, 
the prosecution, Linda described the story of the disappearance of Kaylee um, Anthony day by day. They also alleged an, an, an intentional murder and sought the death penalty, like I said, for the case. They stated she had used chloroform to render her daughter um, so she can be on unconsciousness before putting the duct tape over her nose and mouth to suffocate her and left Kaylee's body in the trunk of her car for a few days before getting rid of it. They characterized Casey as a party girl who killed her daughter to free herself from parental responsibilities and enjoying she just wanted to enjoy her personal life but the defense led by Jose claimed Casey claimed that Kaylee drowned in the family pool and on June 16th 2008 and that's when she was found by her grandfather George who told Casey she would go to jail for the rest of her life for child neglect and then proceeded to cover up Kaylee's death. Jose argued this is why Casey just like went on with her life and didn't report her daughter missing for 31 days because her dad said, you know, supposedly said, you know, if they you call the police and something happens, they're going to arrest you for child neglect because they're going to be like, why weren't you watching your kid? Um, he also alleged that it was a habit of a lifetime for Casey to hide her pain and pretend nothing was wrong because she had been sexually abused by her dad since she was eight years old and her brother tried to make attempts towards her as well. He also questioned if the meter reader who found the bones had actually removed them from another location and further alleged that the police department investigation was compromised by their desire to feed a media frenzy about a child's murder. After they both called their witnesses, which I really didn't write anything down on their witnesses because the prosecution had a lot, had a lot of testimonies, and the defense had a lot of witnesses and testimonies. Um... The defense actually had, I wrote that down, I'm not the defense, I'm sorry, the prosecutors had 59 witnesses. Like I said, that's a lot of witness statements to write. Like, holy shit. And they had 70 testimonies for the prosecution. Like I said, I do not have time to do that, and I just didn't want it to do it in multiple parts because this case fucked me up. That's why I didn't upload, because I was busy researching this case, and I was like, oh my god, I don't know if I can do this. Um, and they rested their case after all that stuff on June 15th, and the defense had 47 witnesses and 63 different testimonies. Once again, that's a lot of witnesses and testimonies to write down. Um, Casey did not testify in her trial. On June 30th and July 1st, the prosecutors, so we got, we're getting into the closing statements. 
They rebuttaled arguments beginning by showing the dirty, not dirty, jury photos of Kaylee's clothes and George's suicide note. Because I've watched documentaries where he also like contemplated suicide. And I heard, I saw that he was an alcoholic, I believe he said he was, until his granddaughter came and then he became, she became his world. Um, the lead detective stated that there were also no phone calls between George and Cindy during the week of June 16th, 2008. However, he told defense, he told the defense, I think I wrote that right, that he did not know George actually had two different cell phones at the same time. Why do you need two cell phones? That's weird, right? I think so. But that's just me. Um, so closing arguments were July 3rd and the 4th. Jeff Ashton for the prosecution told the jury, "You have a child. when you have a child, that child becomes your life. But this case is about a clash between that responsibility and the ex- expectations that go with it and that Casey wanted to have so she just wanted to be free, basically, he was saying. She didn't want to be a parent. She wanted to, you know, go party. Which, you know, there are photos when her daughter's missing. She was out at bars, partying with friends, and not really having a care in the world. Like, about her daughter. Which is crazy. He outlined Casey's lies to her parents, to other people. The smell in the trunk that was identified by several witnesses, including her dad, that it smelled like a body was rotting in there. And the items that were found with Kaylee, Kaylee's skeletal, remains in December and how she lied about the nanny. You know, nanny, the zanny, the nanny. He also brought the blanket back up that it matched her bedding where she lived with her grandparents at home one set of laundry bags with the twin bed bag that was found in the Anthony home so they matched um there was something about duct tape that I didn't write that was rare was like a rarely thing or whatever so He then also further criticized that Kaylee had drowned in the pool and Casey and George panicked when they found her body covering it up. He advises the jurors to use common sense. No one makes an accident look like a murder, which, yes, Casey's lawyers tried to say that it was weak. Like, you know, this is all speculation. Speculation. We can't prove that. And he also stated Casey's behavior was because of a dysfunctional family. On July 5th, 2011, Casey was eventually found not guilty. Of counts one through three regarding first degree murder, aggravated manslaughter of a child. And aggravated child neglect. 
but found her guilty on counts four through seven for providing false information to law enforcement. The def her defense tried to basically push for concurrent sentences and that all four charges that she was found guilty be served as one, but the judge, with his brilliant mind and brave self, said, no, 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 that's not happening, and disagreed since her statements were consistent of four distant, I'm not just, sorry, distant, distinctive lies, and ordered them to be served consecutively. The judge actually only ended up sentencing her to one year in county jail and a thousand dollar fines for each of the four counts, so four thousand dollars. And I think that was like the max he was allowed to give her if I read that. And that was obviously because she provided false information to police. She received one thousand forty three days credit for the time served when she was locked up and additional credit for the good behavior and she was released on July 17th, 2011. Um, now, I have many questions about this and I did some like looking up and everything and I'm just like, how, how did they not find her guilty? Because from what I was looking at when I was doing this research, um, excuse me guys, I'm sorry, I'm really tired, <laughs> they seem to have a pretty decent, decent case against her and everything, but, um, one jury, I think it was jury three, said they didn't say, like, she wasn't guilty, they said that the state just didn't just lacked evidence and everything and i think if i read that right two of them found her guilty or whatever something like that but they just didn't believe it because they didn't have the uh all the evidence they felt like they didn't have <clears throat> which blows my mind but hey everybody has their own opinion i guess um take a drink real quick So, I was actually on my Facebook today, and I saw she wanted to, well, here, I'll save that for the last. So, since she was released, she wants to, op I've read she wanted to open her own PI firm to help for missing children. Um, she tried to start a photography business, but it was actually taken down or she shut it down because when she opened it people were just giving her hate as they should because personally or like and like everybody else I honestly think something happened and she killed her daughter I don't know how she was found not guilty that's just my opinion everybody can have opinions of their own nobody knows what happened except for the people that were there and stuff like that um I was on Facebook um, and somebody in my morbid group I listen to 
on Spotify, their podcast. Um, she actually wants to do like a docu documentary and try to get to the truth about what actually happened to her daughter. They don't know when it's going to be released. They said she finally wants to be able to, you know, clear her name after like 15 15 years, I believe, 15, 16 years, so, I'm just like, woo, that, that's crazy, but as crazy it is, if it, if that actually happens, I will probably watch it, I will probably watch it, will watch it, because I want to see what she has to say, and you know, if people have asked, how, how can you just forget about her daughter, and she, replied well I sleep pretty good at night so I mean I think that's kind of a like fucked up thing to say oh one thing I forgot to mention she actually when Kaylee was missing she did get a tattoo um I don't remember what it said but I think it said beautiful life which a lot of people found alarming and whatnot but hey I don't know I think her parents stay stand by her side. I think I'm not sure. Um, I wanted to stick mainly with Casey and the disappearance of her daughter Kaylee, who was murdered, and hopefully they get answers at some point. You know, I hate doing unsolved cases. That just bugs me. But guys, um. So that is the story of Casey and Kaylee Anthony. Thank you for your love and support. I noticed some new followers, Turkey. Um Yeah, Turkey, Canada. I think France. I think France. Not sure. Um and everybody else who supports me through this. Um Hit the like, subscribe to it, hit the bell so when I upload new episodes, you will be able to get them. Um, I'm not sure if I'm Wednesdays if I do, it just might be like something like very short because with a full time job, it is definitely hard. And this case, I struggled because it was a lot of notes, it was a lot of writing down and stuff like that. If you want to follow me, follow me on Instagram at just a girl in true crime. No spaces, that's all lowercase. Um, if you want to send me an email, all lowercase, no spaces, and it's um just a girl in true crime at gmail.com. I hope you guys enjoyed this story. And I have no idea what I'm doing for Friday yet. I'm still in the works. I have a couple that I want to do. And you know, with the snow and everything and just life being hectic, I was like, oh man, in this case, I was like, let me just not post for a week and let me just do as much as I can. And I will be hearing, hopefully hearing from you guys. And you stay tuned and listen to Just a Girl and True Crime. <laughs>